general historical, cultural and spiritual background. Questions and answers? A. Who wrote the book? John the Apostle, brother of James the Great. One of the sons of thunder. He was a Galilean one. One of three of the inner circle of Jesus' disciples, and he was possibly had even a closer bond fellowship than any of the other twelve. The author is not disputed. The disciple whom Jesus loved, who leaned on the breast of Christ during the Last Supper. The beloved disciple will go on and write 1,2th in 3 John in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ to close the Old and New Testament canon. John lived to a ripe old age of over 90 possibly to 95. b. When and where was it written? Around AD 90, probably on the Isle of Patmos or shortly before being incarcerated there. If the later at Ephesus. c. To whom was it written? To the Church, collectively the saints, and singularly to every Christian that is born of God. d. What was the reason for the writing of the book? John gave the reason at the closing of the Gospel. This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. JN 21,24,25. E. What is the main subject of the book? John through divine inspiration declared that Jesus was the Son of the living God by the signs that he produced. His material centered on these signs proving who is Jesus and to his purpose for coming into the world. John's Gospel was different from the Synoptic Gospels, as if he pointedly stayed away from them to show Jesus as the mighty God, though he was in the flesh. John shows several main themes displayed throughout his Gospel. These include I came to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, the 22 I am statements to I, declaring Jesus to be the I am that I am of the Old Testament, the Holy Word of God, the words he gave were not his words but the Father's, the coming of the Holy Spirit, though He was already working His manifestation would be different after Christ was glorified. F. Give a brief summary. 1. Social aspects involved. The social livelihood of the day was one of religious activity and unrest. This was established by the priests, Pharisees, scribes, the teachers of the law and the Sadducees of the day. The Jewish religion had become a social gospel. One that was outward in appearance, all show. This climate was mixed with opposition from the Roman occupation of Palestine. The Roman influences on the social class brought oppression from without and form within. This along with the hypocritical lifestyle of the priests, and the social religious elite enhanced the unrest of the day. 2. Economic aspects involved. The Jews, Greeks and other cultures were in a moderate economic environment that was taxed heavily by the Romans, the temple and the political forces of the day. 3. Political aspects involved. This could not have been a better or worse time for Christ to appear in their midst. The Roman occupation was a spear in the side, a mountain of oppression. The Roman influence and rule was very much in opposition to the majority of the Jewish political adherents. This opposition made the Jews to look for a political messiah. This was revealed in different sects that were in one degree more vocal or more mercenary in nature. A political king to rid them of their oppressors. Enters Christ. Ripe for the world. The leaders watched. The Romans watched. The Jews watched. The whole world watched this Jesus of Nazareth. The political climate was one not unlike today's for there seems to be no trust to any one political capacity. The whole world at that time was a civil upheaval. 4. Religious aspects involved. If the political scene was ripe for the Messiah to come the religious scene was a mountain by the proverbial molehill. The Jewish religion had degenerated into its worst possible condition. The Jewish religious might lord it over the Jewish adherents, in such a way that they made it even more oppressive by the singular fact that the law stated to remain a Jew, offerings had to be done. The Passover had to be kept at all costs.
This great feast was an economic boon to the temple, the priests, the money changers and the merchants made sure they each received their fair share of it. In the Roman religion they too had lost a lot of the faithful adherents. The Roman senate was called a mob, a pack of money-hungry bribe-taking selfish political maneuvering bunch of detached leaders. As such the religious community did not placate the gods, or did not believe in them, or did not worship them. It was a religious depression across the entire Roman world. The Roman religion had disintegrated as much or more as their Roman senate had. The tension intensified as each religious sect rebelled and was trampled upon by the legions. Then entered Jesus on the wings of the teachings of John the Baptist. John stirred them as the one crying in the wilderness and a what a wilderness it was on all fronts of the empire. The more John cried the more bewildered the scene became. The eyes of the world turned to see what this new thing, this new hope was. Then Jesus began his ministry, and it was like long-awaited rain after years of famine, heat and drought. The more Jesus spoke the more people came. The more Jesus is seen, the more he was shown to be of another kind, a different nature than any other. Jesus speaks like no other. Jesus acts like no other. He is real, genuine. He is spiritually fulfilling to a great many people, in all walks of life, in all circles of influence, even to the very presence of Caesar himself. This religious fervor for Jesus was growing in spiritual might, in political might and favor with God and man. 1 Ryrie Study Bible 1994 The Holy Bible New International Version 1984 Charles Caldwell Ryrie, Th.D., Ph.D. Moody Press Chicago. 2 See Appendix A I'm Statements. I, 